Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, November 20th, 2006. Firms do annual reviews all at the same time, and usually that means at the end of the calendar year. It's stupid, but that's the way it is. So for many managers at this time of the year, you're faced with having to do a review on someone whom you really haven't had much time with. Now what do you do when you have to review someone who you haven't supervised for more than perhaps a few months? Obviously we encourage you to go to our previous cast on reviews, which are some of the most popular on manager tools. And they do a great job of laying out in almost excruciating detail how to do a review for almost anyone. But in this cast, we recommend some additional tactics to help you with those whom you haven't known as long. Maybe they came to you recently, or maybe you got promoted and took your role over late in the year. In any case, in Manager Tool style, we tell you what to do and how to do it. So let's go. Yeah, I'm glad we're getting back to, to reviews. You know, this is one of those areas I think managers in general just completely underinvest in. Yeah. And at the end of the year, I see, I see folks, managers running around all the time doing reviews at the last moment. Yeah. It, uh, you know, that really is, I, I, sometimes I wonder um, I, I, whether or not managers realize that the people underneath them see them chasing their tails and so on. Um, I, I find that last minute thing to be sickening, frankly. I, I just think it's it, it's a bit like airing dirty laundry. And, and, and of course, when everybody else is doing it and you get this culture of, well, that's what everybody's doing. And so we all kind of chuckle about it. Um, it, it comes out in the open almost. Um, and, and then make people make jokes about it in front of people whose reviews they're writing. Um, and, and, and of course, the, the ones that run around at the last minute and do a poor job, and I've seen thousands that have been written poorly, uh, those are the, probably the same ones who complain about how bad the system is. And look, you know what? Let's be clear. When, you, when you're when you a manager and somebody reports to you, you speak for the company to them. To them, you are the company. If you're a manager, you are the system. So shut up and do something about it. Do it right <laughs> rather than complaining about how wrong it is. Yeah, I think also people... Managers look at it in, in, a, in a different framework than most of them, though, at least, least different than what, what I did. I looked at it reviews as not administrative, but as a competitive advantage. Yes, yeah. You know, I spent, you know, I spent, you know, because you used to talk about it a lot. I spent a lot of time on reviews. Yeah. And, review, you know, if, if you get your folks promoted, if you coach them, you give them feedback, you do one-on-ones, they're going to do well. In the end, you reward them. By writing great reviews and getting them promoted and getting them the opportunities they're looking for. So to me, the review is just the culmination of all the effort I put into my management during the course of the year. It, it just seems silly to me to, to, to run 98 yards down the, the football field and then stop at the two-yard line and right. sit on my duff and not put the ball across the goal line. I, I, I totally agree. In fact, I would even say you could say it's a 100-yard dash, and it's actually like the manager finished the 100-yard dash because they finished the year, but then they say, oh, but don't, don't, don't give me a time or don't record my time even if it was good, right? And what's worse is they're running the race, but somebody else is going to consume the results, which is their team, and, and they're literally saying, ah, but don't keep track. 
right? Because because how the organization keeps track is that review. The organization doesn't see the one-on-ones, doesn't see the coaching, doesn't see the feedback. It boils down to that documentation. And, and it's a bit like preparing a great PowerPoint presentation in your mind and having it all in your mind and not documenting it. And then when people see something on the, see nothing on the screen, you say, oh, I've got it all in my head. Well, gee, that doesn't help us a lot. Buy into your idea. Uh, it's, it, it literally is a reasonable documentation for the company to ask for. And if you do it well, just like if you do a great presentation, um, you tend to do, you tend to get outsized results. Um, I, I also think, it, it, per your point about the start of something, really, it's the documentation to, to help their careers. If more managers saw it as the start of something, um, rather than just admin at the end, per your point about the last two yards, I think they'd pay much more attention. And I, and I almost wonder if maybe one of the ways that managers could get this is if their boss took a couple hours and wrote them a great review and they looked up and said, man, this is really good. Um, I think almost in some cases that's what would have to happen um, for managers to say, oh, okay, I, I, suddenly I get it because I want my people to feel like I do right now about the review I just got. Yeah, well, and I also know you feel fairly strongly about uh, reviews being much better if they're done throughout the course of the year versus <laughs> just at the end. <laughs> Thank you for shoving a soapbox underneath me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've been in too many places where nothing happens when all the managers are writing reviews. Um, sometimes it goes on for weeks. The idea of everybody getting a review at the same time ends up creating a lowest common denominator thinking and it's frustrating and it, uh, uh, it just makes the entire system, it, it pulls the whole system down. You know, uh, I, I, this is going to sound kind of weird, but frankly, the end of the year, the fact that it takes weeks and that everybody's got their heads down, focused on reviews, and I've gotten mine essentially done because I've been working on them throughout the year, to me reminds me of finals. Now, now unlike you at school, <laughs> um, I, I had to actually work for my grades, but the fact is I worked really hard during the year. And what do we have, like two weeks to get ready for finals, yeah, something like that? yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I I I studied through the course of the year. So when it came to final time, those two weeks, you I was a on vacation. Bit. Yeah. I you know I I might have for each course I might have opened my book for fifteen minutes literally, um, because I did the work during the year. Well, same right. thing for me d- relative to reviews. When everybody else has got their heads heads down doing reviews, I'm out getting stuff done. Right. Right. So what do we recommend managers do to those whom they've only supervised briefly? That's that's kind of hard for some folks. Yeah, th- this is made worse, I think, by by the whole um, re- requirement that everybody does it every year. Um, we don't often talk about an army system that is done way better or a military system that is done way better than most corporations. But I really believe the military system is better. And you get a review – um, if your boss changes a job or you change jobs um, so that your entire period, your entire service is covered by a review. You might have a review that only covers four months, um, but the process, the discipline of doing it over and over again makes most military officers that I know quite good at writing reviews. It's very formulaic in the military, but it's also very formulaic in, in, in corporate America as well and the rest of corporations the world over, I'm quite sure. Um, but, but if you've only supervise somebody for a couple of months for two or three or four months for instance whether they joined your team four months before it was review time uh, or whether they're a new hire four months before the end of the year or whether you've joined the team
team and you've only had four months before the end of the year, whatever. Um, all of those things essentially encapsulate what we're going to talk about. They're a little bit different. There's some subtleties we'll, we'll mention. But for the most part, we want to suggest six specific steps. First of all, obviously, we want to step one, use our review process. Um, if, if you don't do anything other than that, you're, you're on a good track. But we wanted to make a special cast about those cases where we often at the end of the year get questions about, OK, what about those people that have only supervised for a little bit of time? Second, get employee input, which is part of our, our review process, especially early and give them some special guidance. Three, visit with their previous boss, if in fact that's um, possible. Step four, uh, we have a series of questions we'd like to recommend. And yeah, you can add more, but these are a good place to start. Five, we want to talk briefly about discounting other bosses' comments. And then lastly, we don't recommend peer reviews. Okay. Now, but before we go through it, Mike, um, I want to make a brief point about responsibility here. Look, if you've taken over... Um, late in the year, for instance, you've been promoted into management or you've taken a lateral move and you're now a manager of a team uh, and the previous boss had them for 10 months or so. It's not unreasonable for you to ask the previous boss to write the review. You know, clearly it depends upon your trust of that boss. Of course, it's entirely possible you can't trust them. And if HR is going to hold you on the hook for this, then you need to go ahead and do it. Um, but I would ask them nevertheless, and I would go the extra step and ask HR to support this and for HR to hold them accountable for the review. HR can do that, even though most HR places say, no, 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 the policy says. And you're like, great. Are we, are we running a policy house or we're running a place that we want to provide evalu really effective evaluations on people? Um, the tactic to employ here is to ask both HR and the former manager something or to say something like, if we were talking about you, would you want someone who knew you for 10 months to review you or someone who's only been with you for two months? Are we going to follow policy just because it's policy or are we going to do the right thing here and give somebody a chance to grow and develop next year? Now, look, this may not work. So we'll proceed, we'll, we'll proceed here as if everyone stupidly says you still have to do it. But, but if you remember in our cast uh, um, about you leaving a managerial role, it actually says you write reviews on everybody before you go. That's how you can avoid, not when you take over, but when you leave, that's how you can avoid one of your team members getting a less than great review because their new boss who took over for you didn't know them very well, and didn't do the hard work necessary to give a professional review. Okay? So, so boy, what was that? That was me smoking dope like you're smoking dope about the manager <laughs> writing the review. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. let me put it this way. I'm not smoking dope, but, but isn't it okay to ask? Yeah, I think? I think you're absolutely. I think you're absolutely right because you know even if even if they don't, they'll get the point that they should. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And, and, or worse, may, sometimes part of my my theory about asking is I just want them to say no out loud. Remember when we talk in, in meetings? This is this is a bit like the meetings cast, a way to run meetings, where at the end of each agenda item, you you cover who's going to do what in the famous Horseman Project mode, which is who's going to do what by when, and you say, Mike, so you're going to do that by Tuesday, right? And you actually ask the question out loud just to get a verbal response so everybody knows it. Or you know, in some cases, I've had managers say to me, Mark, I always send an email, and I want to see their response to the email. 
I said, well, if you asked, if you sent me that email asking me to write a review and I didn't want to say no, I'd simply avoid answering the email um, and then right. complain well, that everybody had too much email. Yeah. Well, look, if you ask and they say no, which is, uh, I don't know, my experience, likely. Highly likely. Um, but even if, even, they, even if they say no, there, there's some steps we're going to f- cover here in a few minutes where they're going to yeah. be more than willing to help you. So you've, you've kind of set the stage, yeah. if you will, do you know, for getting their assistance uh, later on, which will be a lot easier than them writing the review. And so. do you know something? I, I never, I've, I've recommended this now for years, and I've never thought of the value of asking them, getting them to say no. If they say no, okay, fine. We're still on the hook for it. Great. But the fact that they've said no, and then a few days later, you come back and say, okay, I need your help. I bet you they're much more likely to be willing to do that because they feel the professional shame, if you will, probably too strong a word. They feel a little bit of guilt about the fact that they know they spent 10 months with somebody. They ought to at least be willing to answer some questions. Right. Yeah. I, I think. Pro- I think this is actually in Cialdini's book, Influence, which talks about. Yeah, that's why I was the big thinking. Thing, they're more than willing to take something less. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good point. I never put the two together, but you're absolutely right. Okay. So look. So let's go through the six steps. What do you say? Good. Okay. Let's go. And probably a good place to start would be number one. Yep. That'd be good. So step one is use our review process. Um, now look at folks. If you don't know what we're talking about here, uh, you're missing out on some of our very best work. Yeah, I think. Um, those are forecasts, right? We had we did four podcasts. Yeah, on spread that. out over over a period of time. There's two back to back, and then a couple others we revisited. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we we've alluded to this, and we'll just say it bluntly. Writing reviews is when you do it well and you do it professionally. It's not a trivial task. How would you feel if your boss thought of your review as trivial? Um, and I think uh, one thing that really is helpful in there related to this particular cast that we're talking about here in terms of people we've only supervised for a short period of time is the idea of doing quarterly reviews throughout the year. When you brief your direct on on this process, you're going to take them through th- that meeting with them in no more than three months after this fact. So like five months at the worst case, I guess, um, uh, will go a long way to reducing their concerns regarding the importance of this one review. And quite frankly, I, I don't think there'd be a problem with in three months, let's say at the end of March, if you had a noticeable change in somebody's uh, progress, Mike, I wouldn't, I, I would absolutely go to HR and say, look, I'd like to file a supplemental in their, in their, um, in their file because I only had two months before and I've had five months. This guy's doing a great job and I want people to know about it. I want it to be in his file. Um, it's rare. A lot of HR's people's first response is no, but on the other hand, many of them would say, "Yeah, that's great." If, if a manager's willing to go above and beyond, I'm more than willing to support that. Yeah, I don't. I, so. I can't imagine them saying no. Well, I can't imagine them saying no, but no, yes, but, you can. But, please. But in general, I think folks are are okay. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know if HR managers coming up and saying they want to do more review writing. Hmm, I don't think that yeah. happens mm-hmm. very often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So number two, we definitely want to get employee input early when we're talking about working with uh, people that we haven't had as much time with, and we want to give them some special guidance. Um, what you're doing here is accelerating the process of asking for the input. Um, if they've only been with the company a short time, they'll have less to review, obviously, and that makes it easy for them. And, and if not, if they've been with the company for quite a while and, and, uh, um, you're just taking over or, or they're moving in, um, it, it's still worth it to give them a shorter deadline because you have more work to do and that you're going to have to ask their previous boss if he or she exists um, 
Uh, and so shortening that gives you more time to worry about input from other people. Now, look, if they've been with the firm for a whole year, in other words, this is their annual review and you're the one that's new, be candid with them. Um, they're going to have more work to do this year than if you had spent the entire year together because you don't have the database of all the emails working with them and so on. Um, it might sound something like, um, uh, this is even more important than normal. If you need time to do this so I can truly be fair with you, take it. I, I, can't, I can't let you get no work done, but I'll understand if you spend an hour or two on it some afternoons to make sure that I have all the data that I need um, to give you a fair review over your entire year. Because nobody's going to look at the review and say, oh, Mark only had two months with this guy at the end of the year. This is going to go into your review, your, your file as an annual review, as if I was your boss for the whole year. Uh, if for some reason they've come to your team from somewhere else and you have no insight into what they used to do, tell them again that the burden will fall more on them and they can go back and and uh, uh, tell you about accomplishments that you didn't even supervise. And, and obviously having documentation in the form of email or project reports or previous bosses information or peers or whatever, uh, that's that's valuable as well. Uh, and then be very clear with them that you're going to visit with their previous boss, if in fact that's possible. Show them the questions you're going to ask and encourage the, the, the your direct to answer these questions as well. And, and, and these questions are all essentially subsumed as part of our process. But just to be clear, these are the questions I'm going to be asking um, your previous boss. And that leads us right into step three, which is, of course, visiting with their previous boss. Um I, I I just don't see how you can avoid doing this. If you have to account for more than six months of a year, I really think you've got an obligation to reach out to the previous boss. Okay, yeah, if, if, the, if they're a new employee, uh, that's one thing. If you just hired them the second half of the year, uh, that's one thing. Um, but if they're not, if they've been there the whole year and they're, you're just essentially a new boss for them, um, then you've got to talk to the previous boss. And that means getting on that person's calendar in advance, emailing them the questions you're going to ask and tell them you need 30 minutes per employee. It's very, particularly if you're taking over a team, if the boss left and you're taking over a team, then one person is the manager of all of these people. And that's going to be burden. It's going to be maybe an hour, hour and a half meeting, uh, maybe even longer, depending upon the size of the team. You may want to break it up into two meetings. Now, obviously, if, if you're uh, if somebody's coming into your team, that's different than you only have one person to talk to. But if you're taking over a team, the person who's left is the person that's going to be the burden will fall on as well as you because we're talking about one boss for all of them. Um, now, look, you ask for 30 minutes per employee. And if there are six people, you're talking about, you know, <laughs> three hours and they probably won't give it to you. But don't back down in advance and say, I only need 30 minutes of your time um, because you need more than 30 minutes of their time. Um, if you get some pushback, ask your directs, the people whose reviews you're going to be writing to email him or her and say, look, I'd really appreciate it if you give Mark or my, you know, give my new boss some time to discuss my performance. He or she is trying hard to do the right thing and treat me well. And it's not easy writing a review covering a year without all the data. Thanks. In my experience, it's, it's interesting enough. You said at the beginning, um, you don't see how people can avoid doing this. I, you know, visiting with the previous boss, um, but in my experience, um, I think what employees I've lost in the same, you know, who've moved on in the, in, the, in the same company, the gaining manager 
calling me for advice or input on the review has Never. happened once. Once. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Incredibly sad. And it's just, you know, it's not that big a deal. Everybody says they're busy, but then um, I'm amazed. I still go to clients and uh, everybody says they're busy and it's six o'clock, the parking lot's empty. Like, well, you're not that busy. You're making choices. And that's great. I want you to everybody to go home at six o'clock. But basically, it's a set of choices. Um, and if you want your life to get easier, all you have to do is start taking better care of your directs and they'll start taking better care of you. Yeah. Um, and if you want the best people to come to work for you, you need to have the, have the reputation for somebody who takes care of people on the front end and on the back end. And uh, the managers nobody wants to go to work for are the ones who people go to work for and they never leave, even if the team is good, uh, because good people don't want to go to a dead end. And I think most, our, most of the folks listening to us feel the same way I do, that if one of the, the managers had called me and said, hey, can you spend – 45 minutes talking about Sue's performance with me as I get ready for her review, I would have been more than happy to do so. Um, right. So it's really yeah. a lot of people just get, they just count themselves out of the game before they even start, which is yeah. a shame. Yeah. So, okay. So let's assume that they, they, they say yes and you, and you get some time to, to spend with the individual. What, what are, what are the kind of questions you're going to ask? Uh, real, real simple, real basic. And this is a starting point. I assume that uh, people will come up with their own depending upon their particular review system. Um, but first, what overall ranking would you give this person? Start there. Um, and, and that helps the manager think and then you, you go into a little bit more detail. Um, what specific instances come to mind when you think of that rating? Please rank order the team overall and share your rationale. That's obviously for a, a losing manager. You're taking over his or her team. Name two strengths for this person and give me some examples. Name two areas that need attention for this person and share uh, examples. Um, where there are numerical rankings required on the review, don't guess. Ask the manager to, to help you with that. Um, what do you recommend for, numeric, or for developmental goals for the next year? And what salary recommendations do you have? Yeah, I want to make special note of a couple of things. You asked them about their the two their their strengths and things that they can work on. You asked specifically for them to give you examples, and I think that's incredibly powerful. Much like when you're interviewing, I mean, not only you're examining the employee's performance, but you know, frankly, you're also examining the manager's take on the employee's performance. Does the man, does the former manager give good examples or is it wishy-washy? Do they make a bunch of conclusions without any evidence or are they strong on evidence? And I totally agree. Yeah. Depending upon that answer, you now have a, you, you now have a basis with which to discount or not discount that manager's yeah. input and and evaluate when there are points of disagreement about performance between the employee and their former manager where to where to give uh, credence to yeah exactly and, and i actually get people saying to me um well you know uh, i like to make up my own mind because many reviews tend to be more about the boss and this goes into point five which is about discounting the previous boss's comments is a great 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 segue partner um I, I, um you know it tends to be more about managers tend to make it the responses they give tend to be more about them and less about the direct report and i, I say look that's fine you want to make up your own mind. So I say, if you want to discount some of the things you're told, fine. But you can't discount it if you don't ask. The discounting implies that you start out with something. You can't tell me, I didn't ask because I discount. 
that's like saying the discount is 100%. That's not a discount. That's free. Right. Okay. We don't call. What was your discount on that item? Well, it was 100%. People don't talk that way. That's that's called free. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> discount if you don't ask. And if you don't ask, there's no chance you're going to get any information. So I say, fine, it's okay to discount stuff. But all we're suggesting here is you get more data to start with. We're not wanting you to roll over and have the old boss write the review. If you're on the hook for it, you're on the hook for it, and you should write it. Take what they say and evaluate it, per your point about examples. If they have a lot of examples, and it sounds pretty rock solid, okay. When the, when the employee complains because they got dinged in an area, you can say, well, he gave me two or three examples, and I'd have to tell you, if you work for me and these examples happen to you, I'd probably tend to give you the same rating he did or she did. Now, look, if you think the old boss is a jerk, ignore everything. That's fine. But, but gosh, don't not go just because we think that we want to discount their stuff. Because, again, you're not discounting if you don't go. That's just not doing your job. Um, I don't yeah. mind if you go, spend two hours, and only take 15 minutes of it. A and great, okay, you know you have to work harder with the employee to learn more about what they did. Um uh, and, and, and you need to dig more and spend more time with them and maybe consider some other sources. Um, and now you know a great deal about the losing manager. And suppose you go out and interview, you take over a team, and when you ask the losing manager, uh, you get a lot of stuff that you're not excited about, that just really doesn't impress you. And then you hear from the team that things really weren't going well, or in the first 30 or 60 days, things aren't going well with your team. You say, time out. This isn't me. This is transition angst that everybody gets, and it's the old boss. Um, uh, so, so talking to the old boss gives you a real sense of what their strengths and weaknesses are and what you might expect to find in your team. So even if you discounted it 90%, you still learned a great deal about the person who used to be leading this team of people or this individual, and you'll know if you're a lot like them or different than them, how that will play out in terms of the response you get from one of your directs. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Now, if um, if you don't get a lot of great input from the manager, and I found a very very powerful technique is to go and ask your employees' peers. I mean, you get lots of great <laughs> input that nice way. Nice try, partner. <laughs> no way. What did I, did I say something? No wrong? way. Don't do it. Don't please don't do it. Um, peer reviews are. Um, if we're not careful, they tend to be too much like a 360-degree uh, evaluation. And so my answer is no, 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 never in a million years. Um, and look, look, there are places for peer reviews. But if you are going to do a peer review, it needs to be externally uh, facilitated. Uh, anytime you start doing peer reviews and you don't have a good process, you don't have a good methodology, and I'm not talking about HR, I'm talking about external to the company, somebody who knows how to do 360s. Um, if you don't do that, you're in danger of somebody trying to game the system. And it would not be effective if, if horsemen work for Ozan, um, and, and there are eight other people that work for Ozan, for horsemen to be the only one that get a peer review because I'm the new guy on the team. I, I just don't think that's appropriate. Or even to ask my old peers either. Um, people, particularly at the lowest level, a manager asking a non-manager for a review of their peer, somebody who's not sensitive to the process, who doesn't understand how the process works, doesn't know about the subtlety of words and so on in certain situations, I just don't recommend it. Um, no peer reviews, period. Now, now somebody would say, well, gee, that might be a good source of data. Yes, it might. Uh, 
And I'm willing to tell you in my experience, peer data, while it may in fact be a good source of data, has so many landmines in it, it's better to say, I did the best I could with the data that I feel comfortable with, and I'm prepared to, after three months, you know, three months from now in the first quarter when we do a first quarter review, to feel much more confident about my the information that I get. I'm prepared to accept slightly less data when I know the chances of that data being dangerous to me coming from peers. I'm, I'm more than comfortable with not including including it at all okay so so just be clear because i'm not sure i got it no <laughs> yeah, peer review is that right i think that's a pretty fair approximation of what i was attempting to get across okay, <laughs> okay I, just, I, I just want to make sure <laughs> you know I, oh, I i made a point somewhere i think i said on one of the forums i said i'm like you know sometimes i i feel things pretty strongly and somebody said oh is that right you feel things strongly <laughs> look i don't feel it strongly because i just have this wild idea about it i've seen it blow up i've i've actually been called in to fix a problem with a 360 that was done internally that the confidentiality was not maintained and it was just a bloodbath don't do it it's not worth it okay (laughs) (laughs) there i go again Uh, (laughs) all right so six that's it i i said that's six steps six steps Um, if you do these six steps those new employees won't end up feeling like orphans quite so much uh, and you'll start out with a great deal more knowledge than you would have had if you didn't go through this. Use the review process that we've talked about in the previous uh, cast. Get employee input early. Give them some special guidance. Visit with that previous boss. We've got some questions. If anybody's got some questions they want to add, please put them on the forums. We'd love to share with everybody. This is a community. We're all trying to get better as managers. We, we, we want to consider and we need to ask in order in order to discount potentially the previous boss's comments we need to ask first and then pay attention to the input we get and then lastly please don't do peer reviews uh, it's it's uh, it's dangerous okay and step 7 no peer reviews yeah <laughs> 6 out of 7 <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right thanks mark my pleasure partner we'll talk to you later <laughs> bye well there you go folks so maybe putting that review together for your last minute team editions won't be too hard For all your other folks, since I'm sure you've been following the performance review advice on our other podcast, you'll be able to enjoy your end-of-year holidays without any worry whatsoever. Well, okay. Well, maybe there's next year. In any case, thanks, everyone. And until next week, so long. So long.